Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fortunately, I'm here with... Uh, bad news, Eloy Jimenez has suffered a rupture of his left pectoral tendon. Uh, this is an injury that needs to be surgically repaired. Traditionally, the recovery period for such an injury is five to six months. That uh, does obviously vary by individual, and we'll have more information in terms of a more specific timeline once the rehabilitation begins some point in the next eight to 12 weeks. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. White Sox General Manager Rick Hahn speaking on Thursday, sharing the news, making it official that Aloy Jimenez is going to be out for the majority, if not the entire regular season. High expectations for the Chicago White Sox. They're going to have to do it with Aloy, at least uh, to win the AL Central, then maybe he could join the team last month of the regular season in the playoffs if they get there. But uh, that's what we want to hit. It's Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Man, brutal. Uh, I saw the uh, the headline the other day that Tatis was dealing with someone, something, and it seems like he's got a he's hip good. thing or a side thing. Doesn't seem too serious, right? The way they've right. been talking about it, to calling him day to day at this point, and then uh, this is this is a bombshell for the White Sox. And you expect this to happen, but you want if it's going to happen, let it happen during the regular season in a play uh, during, that matters d- during games that actually yeah. count. And, and Roger, you know this, a guy that you're dealing with this every year. It's not a fluke thing, and he he injured himself. Trying to make it and over the uh, jumping over the wall, not literally, just his arm to to catch a home run in spring training. Mm-hmm. It's like this has been a constant issue, and I understand the White Sox trying to make it work in the outfield. You got this guy long term. It looks like he's going to rake for his entire career. But you do, from day one, you don't want to say, "All right, you're the DH. Right. DH slot is uh is taken." For the next decade, he's going to be great, but he's going to be a DH forever. You want to see if you can get more value out of that deal. I understood trying, but it's now, what, three consecutive years? God, it's, it's time to stop trying. The guy's it, a DH right now. Constantly colliding with uh, the center fielder, Luis Robert, who you don't want to get injured also. Like, that's a guy that you 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 can't lose. And now that's not going to – it shouldn't be a problem. I guess any fluke thing – can happen during the course of the regular season, but at least you won't have Eloy running into him. Um, That's a, it's difficult because like you said, you want to get as much value out of a player and, and hope that he can play a position and be a good hitter for you because you got a couple of things solved. You don't want to this early in his career, 
just say you're a DH and that's the end of it. But I, you know, I would not be surprised if that's where he ends up. But I think the Sox are going to give him another opportunity when he's he's good to go. As far as how it changes the landscape of the American League Central, I I think it's fairly significant. I I still do think they're going to hit. Um they they are going to try Andrew Vaughn out in left, apparently, and and see how that goes, right? They're gonna give him an opportunity. <laughs> Yes. And and so hey kid you got you got like 5 days to learn how to play left field now go go play. Yeah. So so hopefully that turns into a little bit of something for them and you also don't know what he's going to be offensively. I, I I think this team is going to lose a significant amount on the offensive side. You just have to hope now for their sake the pitching both the rotation and the bullpen hold up because they're going to have to. So I wanted to talk about this anyways, not so much in Eloy conversation, just about teams that disappoint. They get a lot of hype and then they just, they're not even representing in the postseason. Does, does it happen that much? Because a lot of times you have the prop, you can bet yes in the playoffs or some of the teams with very high win totals, you can bet on them to miss the, the postseason. I'm not even looking at a two month sample size of 2020 with 60 games. I, I Let's go back to 2019. So I looked at the top six win totals going into the year. Yankees, Astros, Red Sox, Dodgers, Indians, Phillies, okay? Um, high 90s to high 80s. Of those six, how many missed the playoffs, Chris? Two? Three. Okay. I thought that was high. I was not expecting yeah. the number to be that high. It was... Uh, Boston had a win total of 93 and a half. Everything went wrong. They finished with 84 wins. Cleveland went over their win total. Here's your outlier. They go over the win total of 91 to 93 and they still miss the playoffs. Like it's what do you, yeah. Unless you have injuries and, and, and that's what happened to Boston at least. And yeah. that, that, that's what you have to in, in baseball, you can get by, you know, by we talked about Eloy and how much that's going to damage the, uh, the lineup. It may not actually be that significant. I, I said it's going to be significant, but it's very possible that lineup finds a way to score a ton of runs, even without him for five to six months in baseball. It happens all the time. But when you start talking about two or three or four significant pieces that aren't available to you, those are the things you can't predict. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that will kill your team. And, and, and that team's chances of making it to the postseason. Um, uh, you know, I'm looking at the the Blue Jays right now, and we were talking about them a little bit. Um, the, the people like them on paper. They appear to be a pretty good team. They had an active offseason. Uh, 86 and a half wins for the season. Uh, I, I could see them going over that fairly easily. You know, I, I could see them getting to 88 without a problem, even though they play in the American League East. Yeah, I could see that. I, I understand why there's a lot of hype, and they have a, a bunch of very likable players. They do. But yeah. um, my overall point here is that just and because George you, Springer. Right, exactly. Uh, just because you have um, <laughs> a win total in the 90s doesn't mean you're guaranteed to make the playoffs. Uh, in 2018, that did happen with most of them, but Washington had a win total of 93 and a half. Everything went wrong. Yeah. They end up missing the playoffs. They only had 82 wins on the year. So you can find some value, even though we're talking about teams like 
Yankees, San Diego, New York Mets, you know, Atlanta Braves, this team's that, oh, they're, they're a lock for the playoffs. They're a lock for the playoffs. Steel Epstein always says baseball happens. Mm-hmm. Baseball happens. One thing goes wrong. Then all of a sudden, like half, wait, what happened to half the rotation? It's made. What are we going to do right now? Yeah. Are we, are we even going to be adding that? That happens all the time in baseball. So I, I'm wondering if, uh, if there are some candidates that could underperform outside of injuries, can't predict injuries. We get all that. But that's why I asked Chuck Esposito when we spoke to him if there was any adjustment in the win total. And he chuckled. And I, I knew the answer was going to be a big fat no because Chicago fans, uh, sports bettors represent, and they're going to bet on their team no right. matter what. So they're going away from the Cubs right now. They're betting on the White Sox because that, that's the team that has a shot here. But if you look at the projection systems, fan graphs after the Alloy injury lowered the win total by four from 88 to 84 and Pakoda was a little bit down on the market a little bit down uh compared to the market already on the Sox uh they moved the White Sox win total from 83 to 80 without Aloy see and and the thing about them that is that still has me uneasy about the situation they're in beyond Eloy Jimenez is what they did last year getting to the playoffs you have to remember they only played two months they, they had a 60-game yep. season, and who knows what would have happened had they played for another 100 games. You, you don't really know. They, they were really good for that first two months of the year, but it's not unheard of in baseball for a team to look good in April and May and then totally drop off once you get to June, July, and August. That happens all the time. So we have not seen this team yet be able to sustain it for a six-month season and then go to the playoffs. So that's the, that's the only thing outside of the Jimenez injury that has me a little bit uneasy about where they are now is that we we haven't seen him do it for a full year. Doesn't doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just something I'm conscious of. I've always felt that outside of like we mentioned cluster injuries, the White Sox would stroll to 90 wins. Not sure if they'll win the division. Twins are still really good, but they'll be in the postseason. But I'm just starting to consider it with what you just said there about the small sample size you already have Aloy. yeah you need to make an addition or two you need some corner outfielders right Mm -hmm. now and i think they'll do that if uh, that proves to be an issue but uh the white Sox to miss the playoffs are plus 210 is that a terrible bet not when there are 10 not when there are 10 playoff teams this year and unless something changes you know we remember we had the expanded postseason last year and I, I mean, I, I would think that on March 26th, they would know if they're going to expand it to, uh, you know, back to 14 or 16 or whatever. Oh, but they, I, have, have they, <laughs> did I read somewhere they still have not decided on the DH no. yet? It's <laughs> ridiculous. The season's about to start. Well, I thought <laughs> as of right now, it, there's no universal DH, right, correct? correct. But they, as of they now. could change it because they just do whatever they want. Yeah. So maybe maybe the day before they, the, the season, they say, hey, by the way, there are going to be an extra four teams in the playoffs or six teams this year. But but keep mm-hmm. in mind, as of now, there are only 10 teams to make the playoffs, which means a couple of wild cards. You're not going to get four wild cards this year. So um, I would not be totally surprised if the Twins end up winning that division and you don't get the other wild card coming from the American league central. I could see it again. You're, you're probably going to get two teams coming out of the um, American league East. I think that's going to happen. 
I think it's going to be the Yankees. I would not be su- surprised if the Blue Jays do it. And yeah. I would not be surprised if they get three teams if the Tampa Bay Rays find their, the, themselves back in the postseason. So it would not be completely shocking if the AL Central just gets its one team and that's it. Uh, right after the Yankees, the next highest win total is San Diego. San Diego. For them to miss the playoffs, it's plus 400. I, Darvish could have won the Cy Young last year. Mm-hmm. That's how good he was. Uh, Snell, Lamette as your three. Terrific. Extremely high strikeout rate. Now, Paddock was disappointing over uh, two months last year. And then you've got Musgrove. They're not the best team in their division. Four to one. Am I crazy for like thinking maybe it's going to be another year before we see the Padres put it all together? You, you know, uh, Fernando Tatis, you mentioned he came out with the injury a few days ago. Uh, when Eloy came out of the game, they said shoulder discomfort. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound so bad. <laughs> Tatis, you know, maybe it ends up being something more significant. I hope not. But also, he's still a young player. So there's that possibility that maybe he he just doesn't have a great season. I think ultimately he's a really, really, really good player. But maybe he has a down year. I think that's possible. If it does happen, they could be in trouble. Uh, there's a couple other teams that I want to discuss on the other side. And there is a rookie of the year bet that a lot of people are getting down on right now. We're going to hit that next. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Raji, you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And he rips one into center field. He's going back. He's at the wall as she's gone. Randy Rosarena. Rosarena running three for three thus far tonight. BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Hanging out with Chris Ranji on a Friday, talking some baseball right now. Ryan McDonough will join us in about 20 minutes to react to the NBA trade deadline. Then we will wrap with our best bets. Over at PointsBet, you can double your money in Illinois when the White Sox score one plus run for their opening day game against the LA Angels. Now plus 100, uh, max bet of $20. I got down on that the other day, Ranji, and I, and I posted it on Twitter. A lot of people saying, well, you know, you know Joe, that uh, the White Sox might not score against Bundy. Okay. If they, yes, that's, they that's, that's, I saw that's, that. That might be possible. Like People love to complain about stuff. I, I, I'll take that 40 bucks right now. I'll, yes, that's yeah. please. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, if they don't score an opening day, the city is going to freak. That's a that's free money. I I would say so most yeah, of the time, especially with that. Yes, they're going to score. Okay, stop it with that. This if they get shut out, come with. back and and you can throw it in Joe's face and my face. But the Sox are going to score a run on opening day. I'll give you twenty bucks. One of you, not thousands of you. Eli will too. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, their offense is ridiculous. But hey, crazy things happen. Sometimes um you you could have a great 
a couple of wildcard teams in other divisions. And if they don't win the AL Central, maybe they don't uh, make it to the postseason. So we're, we're trying to figure out some of these teams that are viewed as the great teams in baseball, win totals 90 and up, if there's any of them that could be in danger of missing the playoffs. We hit on the Padres. We agree that we think they're going to be there, but hey, they're likely not going to win the division because of the Dodgers. There is an outside chance, you know, Snell, let's not act like he's coming off his Cy Young award-winning season. Here. Right. Right. Well, and, and I, I would expect a rebound from him, but you're absolutely right about that. You can't, uh, he, he hasn't been great. I think that he can get back to that and he probably does very, very soon, probably this year. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I, I'm looking at a lot of these rookie of the year candidates, and I know you wanted to get to some of them. Yeah. And and we played Randy Arena right off the top. I don't know if I like that bet. Right now he's a plus 350 to win. He's the favorite to win, and I think there are going to be a lot of voters this early in the season who want to put their vote behind him just because he was so great in the postseason this past year and there's this expectation he's just going to continue that. What if he doesn't though? You know, I, Look, I, I know the Cardinals aren't a perfect organization. I know they make a lot of mistakes. They have in the past. Um, they've been able to cover up some of those mistakes. They've still gone to the postseason a lot. I, I'm not entirely convinced, though, that they totally missed on a Rose Arena. It seemed like it for a while last year that they totally missed on that, but maybe not. You know, was that just a fluke month? Maybe right. it was, and I and that's kind of how I'm I'm looking at. I hope not, I, because he's super likable, and his teammates love him, and the fans love him, and I hope he is the American League Rookie of the Year. But I would not at all not I would not at all be surprised if it ends up being Kelnick. This is something that you should pay attention to throughout the season. You yeah. can find value. Guys come out of nowhere, and if right. uh, spot opens up, they get a chance every day to impress. Perfect example, 2019. Uh, Week one, your American League Rookie of the Year was not on the board. The second week into the season, obviously there was a request or something. So, okay, we'll we'll throw him up there. Jordan Alvarez, he was 200 to 1 in April in 2019. Mm -hmm. And he ends up being your American League Rookie of the Year. And it wasn't wasn't even close. People were not not talking. Remember that year that they, they had a bunch of young guys coming up? And then everybody was talking about the other guys. Right. And then there was Alvarez. There, yeah. there was Alvarez. He got that opportunity. And uh, the the name that I want to bring up to you kind of goes with this. Is it a White Sox name? Aloy Jimenez story. Last week, Andrew Vaughn was 30 to 1. The mm-hmm. other day, he was 25 to 1. Now he's 12 to 1. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I'm sure a lot of people in Illinois are betting on Andrew Vaughn to be the AL rookie of the year at 12 to one. Still. Yeah. It, it, it makes you wish that you would have put money down at 30 to one on him of just course. because he's, he's going to get significant playing time now. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to make the roster right out of spring training. I don't think they're going to, uh, they're going to play any games with him. I think he's coming now with the Eloy injury. They kind of have to do that. Um, so it it's, it would have been a better bet at 30 to 1. I still I would have no issues putting down money. It's it's at it plus 1250 right now. I'd have no issues putting 100 bucks down on him right now just because he's going to get that opportunity. He's in, in order for somebody like him to win it though, 
he's going to have to be way better than Randy Arozarena, and he'll have to be way better than Jared Kelnick because those are the two names everybody talks about. I know Wander Franco right now is at plus a uh, thousand. He's a ten to yep. one. Look, he if it's going to be anybody from the Tampa Bay Rays, it's probably going to be a Rosarena. Okay. Uh, so, and they may end up splitting votes or you know taking votes away from one another. So that's why going with somebody else, somebody from another team, is a very safe bet. I like that Vaughn bet right now. I, I, again, wish I had jumped on thirty to one, but mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll take twelve to one right now too because he's going to play all year long now. Vaughn has a couple of teammates on the list too. Madrigal's fourteen to one. He's never going to put up the offensive numbers, right. so that that's a no bet. Uh, Garrett Crochet can't wait to see how he's used this year. He's eighteen to one. And, you know, this would be a dart throw, but let's not forget Michael Kopech. Michael Kopech at 25 to 1. He was going to be the ace of the future. And then he didn't play last year. He was dealing with some injuries at the the end of the end of his uh, rookie campaign. You know, it was a mess. Every time he started, it rained and then they had to pull him, then they throw back in. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Kopech, I don't know how he's going to look coming back. But I also am not aware of how they're going to use him. Is it going to be in the bullpen throughout much of the year? Are they going to try and stretch him out and make him a starter? That's uh, that's why you get some value there. It, it, it does sound like that's what they're going to do for a lot of the season. I, and I don't know if they end up trying to stretch him out enough to, to give him starts. Maybe he makes spot starts throughout the year. I don't know if they know that uh, just yet, but that that's one to me I wouldn't put my money on. It's in, it's intriguing. It's interesting, yeah. but I think he's got two other teammates that I would go with first before I'd go with him. Crochet for sure. Is that what you're getting? Crochet, at? crochet and Vaughn. Yeah. Vaughn would Vaughn. be number one. I mean, th- there might be some, there might be a little bit more value with crochet at this point, but um, I, I, I think Andrew Vaughn is more likely. It looks like Vaughn's about 12 to one everywhere. I, still think there's a little bit of value there. They're, they're yeah. going to win a ton of games, and he, he, they need him to put up some numbers here. I, I know it's a great offense all the way through, but now you look at that outfield, you're going to need a bunch from Vaughn, it feels like. Yeah, you really do. And, and I can't stay healthy. Yeah, He would have to rake. I mean, like, really rake. And, he, and like I said, he have to, he'd have to be way better than Randy or Rosarena. Um, you know, typically I don't like, and going back to the Kopech conversation, I don't like the idea of putting my money on a pitcher, especially somebody who's going to throw out of the bullpen to be your rookie of the year. We had Devin Williams last year, you know, and it it happens. I don't think I'd put my money on it, Mm -hmm. but it does happen. He would have to be spectacular. And think, think about the way we talk about Devin Williams, how damn good he was. He was so far and away better than every other rookie last year. Um, and pitching out of the bullpen, he just he was spectacular, right? So that's what Kopech would have to be. I want to throw another team out there, uh, get your reaction on a team. Maybe they'll miss the playoffs, high expectations. We total 90 and a half. Oh, New York Mets. Is it too much love that they're getting? They thought they were getting Bauer. They don't land him. Of course, we know about the Francisco Lindor trade. You get Carrasco at the front end of that rotation to pair with the Grom. And then, okay, Stroman decided to come back. But the back end, Taiwan Walker, 
where are we at? David Peterson. Is he going to be your fifth starter? Mm-hmm. Are, are the Mets getting too much love in a very challenging division top to bottom? Um, Maybe a little bit just because you've got new ownership. There's a, a feeling of uh, we got this breath of fresh air here, right? A guy who's trying to win and he's willing to put all of his resources into winning. So there is, there's a better feeling now surrounding the Mets than there has been for a very long time. The feeling has been futility, right? That's how people feel about that team. Every year. And, and, and some of it is not their fault. They, they've had really good pitching. They've also had a lot of injuries on that pitching staff as well. I mean, they, they have assembled a really good rotation. So I think it makes sense to have a lot of interest in the Mets and have a lot of belief in them. But let's look at the rest of the National League. Cardinals are probably going to win the National League Central. They are Mm. the favorite. Mm. Uh, Mm. I I think they're probably going to win. And they've got a rookie of the year candidate on their team, too, and Dylan Carlson. They should be the favorite. They they are the favorite. yeah, they should be, but should I don't see it. this big gap between the Cardinals and the rest of well, the Central. I, I don't either, but but they've got a, well, now they have pitching issues. Uh, I think Carlos Martinez just finally looked good for once during spring a couple of days ago, but he's a wild card. You have no idea. Jack Flaherty, probably going to be good. Adam Wainwright is going to be Adam Wainwright. He'll be steady, right? Um, yep. Everybody else, you don't really know. So there's there's a lot of reason to question them. I do think they win the division, but but again, look at how I'm saying it. Like I think they win the division. I would not count out Milwaukee though, even though a lot of people already have. I would not do that. I would not count out Christian Yelich of having a terrific bounce back season. That could happen, and he could carry them. So I could see the Brewers ending up being a wild card. So that's two teams from the National League Central. Let, let, let's let's say the Cardinals win. I could see the Brewers getting in or maybe vice versa. I can see, well, the Braves winning their division. That's three teams right there. And now you look at the National League West. The Dodgers will be in and probably mm-hmm. the Padres are going to be in. That leaves the Mets out of the playoffs right now. Yep. If I had to bet, if I had to put money down, I would probably not put it on New York making it to the postseason. Yeah, I'd, I agree. And there's there could be a dark horse we're not even talking about. They could enter the conversation. Like sure. uh, bookmaker Chuck Esposito said, "Hey, I like the Phillies. Phillies are a good team. They yeah. just had no bullpen last year. So it you know how fluky bullpens are from year to year. You fix a couple of those spots out there, and all of a sudden they, they can close out games. They have a strong rotation. It wouldn't surprise me if they took a wild card spot. Yeah, and and it, you could just have rebound seasons from relievers they already have in house. It, it happens yeah. all the time." When it comes to bullpens and a what plus eight seventy five for them to to win their division, wow, that's not hey that ain't that ain't bad. Put with Nola and on Wheeler, that. yeah, with Nola yeah. and Wheeler, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's crazy. That no. certainly could happen. It, it could be a huge payout, and it wouldn't be outlandish to make that bet. I think what you mentioned a moment ago about Yelich is pretty important. Because we can sit here and say, oh, 60 games, 60 games. How much do you want to trust that? But there's pro- there's there's value there. There's value to be had. Because a lot of these odds for the awards, like Cy Young or MVPs, look out for your bounce back candidate. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I was looking for um, in the NL Cy Young last year when I bet on Bauer uh, before they ended up 
they had to wait on the season. He was 50 to one. And then the odds were still pretty good. He was like 30, 35 to one before they started the 60 game season. Uh, but that's what I was looking at because his numbers in 2019 were not, not Trevor Bauer numbers. Like his ERA was in the fours or whatever it was. It's right. like, this is, this is not Bauer. He still has the makeup to be a Cy Young award winner with the super high ceiling, high strikeout rate. I, I would look for stuff like that this year. Is there value in a guy like Yelich? Um, I don't know that he gets back there, but Javi Baez was terrible last year. There, there are a handful of players that were really bad last year, and mm-hmm. uh, they, they could certainly have bounce-back seasons, and maybe you can find some value with those awards. Christian Yelich right now for MVP is 12-1, to 1, and those are same odds as Francisco Lindor, Nolan Arenado, uh, Freddie Freeman. They all have the same odds. At 12 to 1. The favorite Freeman's is Mookie not Betts. winning it again. Yeah. yeah, no, he's not gonna win it again. I could see Lindor, maybe, but then again, the Mets would probably have to it. be they'd have to be a playoff team. Sure. In, in order for that to happen. And we just talked about them maybe missing the postseason and that not being a, a, a crazy <laughs> idea. But Christian Yelich, for somebody who is still on the right side of 30 and um hasn't been as good as he was a couple of years ago, th- there is no question in my mind that he could have a bounce-back season. In fact, I'd probably bet on it. Yep. That's Chris Ranji. I'm Joe Ostrowski. I can't wait. It's going to be uh, fun, starting on Thursday with opening day, day baseball going on everywhere. It's going to be uh, going to be a blast. Great time of the year to be a sports fan. And yesterday we had the NBA trade deadline come and go. Uh, our very own general manager, Ryan McDonough, is going to drop by, get his reaction to the players that were moved. And the players that aren't going anywhere, like Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry. That is next. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji. This is BetQL Daily, and you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.